divine one. We become conscious. We embrace universal unlimited love. We feature colorful guests and topics such as extraterrestrials, ghosts, interdimensionals, and aliens. We examine evidence, anomalies, archaeological ruins, and anthropology. We explore past lives, future lives, life between lives. We get into astral projection, near-death experiences, archetypes, visions, and dreams. Episodes include time travel, teleportation, counseling, spirituality, tantra, relationships, peace, shamanism, peak experiences, and ego transcendence. Join the lessons Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. A divine paradigm of love. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. On the go? Still want to listen? Don't have one of those fancy phones with too many buttons. Don't know what an app is? Or you don't even care? Well, we got you here at Revolution Radio. Now you can dial in 24-7 to listen to our shows. We have a number for Studio A and Studio B. And best of all, it's free. Don't forget, you carry your charges for your cell phone provider. They apply, though, so check with your cell provider to make sure. So ready? Here you go. Get a pen. Here's the number. Studio A is 712-432-6958. And Studio B is 716-748-0112. Thank you very much for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station in the world. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host.
Welcome to Nightlight. I'm Barb DeLong, your host, inviting you to come in out of the mainstream and join with me for a time to be sheltered from the storms of evolution and change, that which we laughingly call creation. Come and join with other light-minded people as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and wisdom. These are certainly times of change, times that call to the seekers, and you answer that call from all walks of life, from countless aspects of the spiritual realms. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading your wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. We all come from different backgrounds and modalities from all walks of life, and yet there is a synchronicity, a commonality that draws and blends us together, weaving us once more into a collective purpose, a common direction, and a united family once again. We go by different labels. We call ourselves watchers, wardens, indigos, soothsayers, mystics, questers, querents, journeyers and journeymen, seekers, star children, philosophers, light workers, light bearers, psychics, mediums, channels, empaths, and Cripe, that list, it goes on and on and on, and it is as unique and as eclectic as we are. Yet we all have the same spiritual calling, and we all, in our own very individual ways, bring light into this reality to facilitate the awakening and the shifting of the consciousness for all of mankind. This is my own very private oasis in the turmoil we call reality. So sit back, take a break. Share your lights with us and join in the love, the light, and the laughter that spiritual energy always generates when lights are blended and spirits lifted. This is the second show I have now on Revolution Radio, and I can't tell you how excited I am to keep going with sharing my studies and my philosophies with you guys. And um, just, just for those who are wondering, we are going to be doing free readings tonight. The number is 716-406-7900. And for those of you who do get readings, they are going to be archived on my website, which is www.barbaradelong.com. So if you want to go back and re-listen and sort of review what I've said to you, feel free to do that. It's right on the front page. Easy to Easy to see and hard to miss. So tonight, we're talking about love. And in all the years that I have done readings, and, and um, it's more years, it's decades and decades and decades, the element of love comes up over and over and over again. It's, it's a four-letter letter word, but it covers massive amounts of information and, and, and subtleties. It is just an amazing quality, and it's something that we all seek and we all want to embrace and have it embrace us. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a variety of it, well, it's it, love is an emotion of strong affection and personal attachment. That's putting it simply, and it is just absolutely not a simple process or word or emotion, and it can't be expressed fully by, by, by words. It is a feeling and, and it's, it's an aspect of human, human emotion that enriches our lives profoundly. It's, it has a 
variety of different feelings or states and attitudes that range from, you know, affection, like I love you, mother, to pleasure or, you know, I love the color purple, or it can refer to an emotion of strong attraction and personal attachment. It can be a virtue representing human kindness and compassion and affection. It, it can be used in so many different ways and it can be um, representative of so many different levels of feeling that, that go beyond our, our own comprehension. It's something we all strive for. It's something that we seek to bring into our lives so that it will enrich us and enable us to function better as human beings. It is, it is something that, that makes us, it, it doesn't, it doesn't take us away from all of the other species on earth because I believe every species experiences love on some level or another. But, but that said, we were all created in love and with love and we were birthed with amazing potential and in that moment of birth in the moment that we arrived into the earth plane and took our first breath we were a spirit of love that's all that we knew that's all that we were and as we grew as we evolved into this reality we were taught by parents, by culture, by teachers, by religions to, to hold down, hold back, to, to pull in. And, and, and we, we did. And as we grew and matured, that, that aspect of pure love that we had when we came into this reality was, was, was sort of put aside or, or prevented from being fully expressed. I, te- I taught for 25 years special education. And I, de- I dealt mainly with Down syndrome children. And they know love like, like no one else does. They are profoundly loving, caring, giving individuals. And in, in many ways, we should take lessons from them. They, they love everyone. They trust everyone. And in today's society, that isn't always the wisest thing to do. And yet, they are as they came out and were created. They are, they are perfect souls with, with only love in them. And it, it's a shame that, that we as humans have been so overlaid with different philosophies that we have lost the ability to actually connect to and manifest that pure, unconditional love that, that was our spirit when we were created and we came into this life plane. Now when, when I do readings for people, one of the, one of the main things that they ask me about is their love life. And it, it, it is something that I, I don't believe that there have been many people and, and I've been reading for 50 years, so it's a lot. But there, there are very, very few that don't in, at some point in time say, well, what about my love life? And they are referring to a very small part of the aspect of the love that, that they have within them. But it seems to be the most important. And I keep talking to people about, about what you have to do to develop that, that energy that will attract people to you that will be the kind of people that you want to have in your life. 
lots of people talk about soulmates, finding their soulmates. They, they want to find their soulmate because they aren't going to be complete until they find a soulmate. And the reality is, if you aren't complete in the beginning, you don't find a soulmate. You have to be complete in order to attract a soulmate into your life. The element of, of spirit is, is also another level or area of love that, that today, happily, people are looking for. But they, they seem to not be able to find it. And I think the, the biggest mistake there is looking. But a spiritual connection is, is what most people today are kind of looking for. And spiritual connections are profoundly wonderful. That's when, that's when two spirits are drawn to each other without knowing why. And yet once they connect, they feel like they've been together forever. And it, it's an amazing, quality chemistry it's it's chemistry beyond the physical level and it's it's absolute magic when when you can connect on a spiritual level um it's it's um magic is the best way to describe it it's almost like you've known this other person forever it's it's as though you can finish people each other's sentences and it it's what is so amazing is that sometimes when you're looking for that spiritual connection, when you're hoping for that spiritual connection, or when you're seeking a soulmate, you 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 don't understand that there is a better there is a larger plan at work within your reality. There is the element of it isn't just this lifetime you're dealing with, it's it's thousands of lifetimes. So that so that sometimes people are brought into your life and are and are a kind of soulmate. And, and it's not a romantic connection, but it is definitely a spiritual connection. And just because you are spiritually connected doesn't mean that you are supposed to be together forever. It means that you have a connection, a synchronicity that is, is important that, that you can utilize that energy to enhance your reality and, and, and open yourself to greater understanding of the cosmic energies that are out there. Uh, it, it's, it's an amazing quality and it's one that we all strive for. And it, it's today, it's something that we are so looking for that, that we, we tend to ignore a lot of the other aspects that have to come into finding someone within your, within your reality that you can be in a relationship with. Relationship is not just I fall in love with you. Relationship is I have something to offer and bring to the table. I am a complete independent individual and I'd like to share my life with another complete independent individual. So many people fall in like and mistake it for love. And then they find out that they don't even have the commonalities that, that are required to make a relationship work. I often have told people that in order to find a person like, you know, in order to find the person that you are imagining, you have to become that person. You have to become self-sufficient. You have to become secure within yourself. You have to, in the very first, aside from, aside from having a love for whoever or whatever created you, the next love, the next huge part of love that, that we need to in, embrace and enhance and, and draw into ourselves and our consciousness is a love of self. And here's where most people kind of fall down on everything. Here's where most people kind of um, are, are at a loss at, at, at why isn't this working. You don't 
you aren't in love with another person because they complete you. If you are not complete within your own, within yourself, you have only a part of you to share. And if all you can share is a part, it won't be enough. So the very first thing that we need to do when, when becoming ready to share yourself with, with another person is to, is to love yourself, is to, not feel that you need someone to complete you, but to have someone that you want to just share your life with, uh, to, to sort of bounce ideas and, and thoughts and feelings with and, and, and against to, to challenge you to grow. And so many people, so many, and, and I deal with, well, it's, it's, it's maybe a 60, 40 men and women. Most women feel that they have to have a relationship because it's part of what they have been taught they're supposed to do as they grow up. You get, you grow up, you go to school, you get married and have children and that's your life. Not so much now, but, but in the past, that's been a woman's role and, and it never has been. You get a career, you, you follow your passions, you, you find things that, that give you joy and add magic to your life. Love doesn't Love is not what creates magic in your life. You create magic and love enhances it and, and radiates it out from you. It gives you joy just with, with every breath you take. And you can have that feeling and contentment within yourself without a partner. Uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing when you are content within yourself, when you like yourself and and you enjoy spending time with yourself and you don't feel isolated if you are by yourself and, and, and you can be alone but not lonely. That's when, that's when you're actually ready for a partnership if it's something that you want to draw into your life. That's what you're radiating. And, and at, at some point, if you get to that place within yourself and you say, I'm really, this is really cool. I really like this. I'm, I am content. I am happy. I, I have dreams and I'm following them. I know what my passions are. I, I have a great deal to offer a relationship. That's when you begin to radiate that energy and that's when you attract someone to yourself and it takes time. It does not happen overnight. But I will also guarantee you that you will not find that kind of a relationship most probably on, on the dating services and things like that. They just don't work. But I can also guarantee that it doesn't matter how restricted your lifestyle is. If you truly are ready, if spirit believes you're ready, that person finds you if you're hiding in the closet. So that, so that it's not a matter of, you know, I can't, I can't go out to, I don't want to go out to bars. I don't want to be on dating services. Um, there's no way I can draw a relationship into my life. That's not true. What you do need to do is be happy. And it doesn't take another person to make you happy. You have to be happy within yourself. And so it means that, that we need to really be focusing on what gives us joy? What are our passions? What are the areas of life that we love to celebrate and do those things? Do them alone if you need to, but do them because that, that creates such a joy within you that that light and that magnetism can reach out over thousands of, of miles and, and connect to another person who has a, who is in a similar place within themselves. 
try not to make the mistake that that when you're talking about a relationship, you're saying, well, he's strong where I'm weak and I'm strong where he's weak, so together we make a perfect couple. No, you don't because you have to be complete. That doesn't mean that you have to, one of you has to be a complete um, egotistical jerk and the other has to be a complete spiritual mush, mush, marshmallow. But it does mean that that you bring to the table happiness and you have happiness to share. And when you truly have that kind of an energy inside of yourself, you absolutely attract people to you that are in the same place. And one thing that I have told people over and over and over again is a teacher has no right to teach a lesson they haven't learned themselves. And I did experience this. I was alone for 13 years and, and I, I literally did say to myself at one point in time, I was standing in my garden and I was looking around and I was saying, you know what? I am so blissfully happy and content. If this is it for the rest of my life, I couldn't be happier. And then I put the caveat in there. If there is a relationship out there, um, I would be open to it. But it has to be spectacular or don't send it to me. It has, and I literally said it has to find me in my computer room when I'm on the radio doing a radio show in my sweats. And I let it go. And probably, oh, I guess maybe three months later, I was doing a radio show on UFOs and I was interviewing an author. And into my chat room wandered another person who said he was an expert in the field and had written books. And, and, um, I just kept interviewing because I had, I had a hot wire, you know, I had a hot author with me. I was, you know, going to keep going, but he had to leave. And so I brought the other person online and we talked about the same topic. And afterwards he sent me a letter, said he wanted to talk to me some more. He was in California. I was in Connecticut. I figured that is very, very safe. And we started talking and he was into the paranormal, but, um, you know, and not much into the spiritual at all. And while I dabble in paranormal, I have to say that my strong suit is the spiritual, but I like the paranormal too. And though we were not in the same field, we were both, I guess the term has got to be professional in our fields and well known. And at, at some point I, I did say I'm, I'm just the luckiest person in the world because I couldn't be happier. And he said, well, he felt the same way. And I said, well, you can have the West Coast and I'll take the East Coast. Um, we talked for probably seven months, sometimes 15, 16 hours a day, decided that we had a great deal in common. And, um, it, it, it became a, a, a a friendship and then it became a relationship. He came out here, he moved in and we got married and it was magic beyond belief. So, um, and I have to tell you, it was because both of us had our own, our own stability and both of us were still following our dreams. It was magical. And, um, it's, it's the kind of, it's the kind of experience that, if if I never experience that kind of magic again, it's okay because I know it's out there and I can promise people it's out there. Uh, I have a caller here. 
Um, hi, 804, you're on the air. How can I help? Um, yeah, good evening. I'm calling in for um, a reading. Okay. Uh, any, you know, if you would just like to tell me whatever you get, that would be wonderful. We can do that. Um, okay. It seems to me here, it, it's kind of interesting. Um, it feels as though you, you've certainly paid dues. Um, and the cards that I've got out here do sort of indicate that you're at a point in time where miracles are about to happen in your life, that, that it, there has been a struggle here. It's very apparent there's a struggle probably on one or two different levels. Um, and, and it looks as though as you come into the March time frame, and that's just what tomorrow, um, you're Correct, at a time yeah. in a place of new beginnings. It feels as though you've, you've literally said to yourself, I'm making changes. I have to make changes. And if I make these changes, then life is going to shift and become easier and better. Um, lots of us do that frequently and, and, you know, we kind of smear the sand over and make another line. It really feels like this is a, you're at a time frame where you really are making determinations in your life that you're going to stand by, that you're going to not move past. It feels as though there's an element here of, of finally, at last, this is, this is it. <laughs> yeah, I this could is. use some finally at last. <laughs> I, I know that feeling. Um, but it, but it really feels as though there's that, the essence here of, of a loud declaration to the universe, you know, I, the straw is, has hit my back and I'm not doing some of this stuff anymore. You're going to have to rework your plan. Um, I think the universe was waiting for the straw to hit your back, to be perfectly honest. Uh, so for me, or for me just to speak up and, and, and say I won't take anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it sort of reminds me of that television show, and I'm not really sure what it was, but the guy threw his television out the window and said, I've had enough and I'm not taking any more. That's what I feel. I and, and I can't for the life of me. I don't think I remember what the title of the movie was, but I do remember that scene. I feel you taking power, control um, over 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 a lot of um, things in your life. It, it almost feels as though you are going to surprise a lot of people and raise a lot of eyebrows because you're really going to stick to what you've said now. I do feel you're overwhelmed to a certain degree, but, but you can get over the overwhelmedness, a new word, um, by just, just being constant. In the past, you haven't been constant and people kind of at this point in time figure, you know, oh, she'll give in and she'll go another direction. And I, I really don't think that's the case here because it feels as though you are at a point in time where you're, you've discovered what your limitations are and you're just not going to go there again because it's, it's no fun to be put up against that wall. So there's a lot of new, an element of new directions for you, new strength. I know you know how to say no. But I don't think you say it loud enough so that people, you know, understand what's going on. So mm-hmm. as, as, as you move into June, here's where you're working on new directions. Here's where there's a lot of new, new elements coming into your life. And as you move more to, towards the summer, um, you know, I, I will admit I know who you are. So, um, but what I'm feeling here is a lot of, 
a, a lot of animals around you, and, and I know primarily you have dogs and horses, but I think it's more than that. So so uh, I don't think you're bringing everything into your home, but it does no, feel as no, it feels as though what you're doing is is getting involved with agencies that take care of or help find homes for 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 pets or animals that that need to find new homes. And I'm thinking, it, feeling more like it's it's fostering animals out to places and helping animals find homes. Not like the ASPCA, but more like a um, working with. Fostering. Yeah, the, the foster the the uh, the placement homes for like the huskies and horses they you know they place them in homes they interview and make sure they're that the home is a good place for the animal yeah right right and and what I'm seeing here is that on a on, on a on a uh, national scale here we are going to be going through some interesting times in the summertime and and there may be farms and things like that 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 are having to close and and so you may help to relocate some of the animals that that are um in those areas Hmm. okay yes 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 boy that's that's interesting yeah that's very very interesting all right madam i thank you very much Thank you for coming. Good. <laughs> Good night. Thank now. you. All right. We'll talk at you later. Bye bye. Oh, bye bye. Okay, we've got um, nine one eight three six zero here. Hi. 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 You're on the air. <laughs> I was calling in to see if I could get a reading. You certainly can. How can I help you? Oh, I'll take any direction that spirit wants to tell me that's most important right now. <laughs> you got an hour? Um, <laughs> no, no, I know you probably have an hour. So, no, um, it, it's looking here as though um, there's a shift. There's a new flow of energy. It's almost like the current is changing. You've, you've been sort of, if, if, if we, if we visualize life as a river and you're in a kayak and you're paddling along and you're going with the flow of energy and it feels as though you're coming up upon a time frame here where there's, I, I love it, Yogi Bear comes in here, there's a fork in the road and, and, um, Yogi's advice was to when you come to a fork in the road, take it. Um, I'm feeling that's what you've got coming up here. Um, that there are going to be, uh, new directions for you. There's, there's that direction that you are aimed at at this particular point in time is not the only potential or possibility for you. And I'm not saying that there are, um, I'm not saying you're going in the wrong direction. I'm saying there's another option that, that is absolutely as of, as, as good a, a possibility for you. It's, it's not an either or. It's a choose whichever feels best for you. And I, I think what I'm seeing here is that, that over the next little while, you're going to have a lot of different, would you rather have this fork or that fork? Would you rather go this way or that way? And what I'm feeling is that universe wants you to know that, that you can't make a wrong choice. But the reality here is, when you're looking at two possibilities, 
the best thing you can do is to feel which one feels as though it's the best one for you. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Um, you, you have, you're very, very smart. You're very, very intelligent. And so you analyze things a lot by um by by sitting down and taking a look at the money factor and the and the um the how far you'll have to travel and what is going to be required of you and all those important things that you you do have to look at but when the bottom line hits it's where will i feel the most comfortable and that's the direction you go um you you are going to be successful in anything you choose to do there's no question about that. But the most important thing is where are you going to feel comfortable and joyful and celebrative? And some of the situations that you have coming up here are, are going to, some of them are going to be very, very professional, very um, cold, and some of them are going to be very comfortable and very loving and giving. And it's up to you to choose where do you want to put your spirit at this point in time in your life. And, and my vote would always be for comfort and joy. I don't feel that it, it's not going to be a question of um, making $10,000 a year and $100,000 a year. I feel that money's, money stuff is going to be very close. It's, it's going to be, um, you know, there's not going to be that big a difference that that is going to be the deciding factor. And if money is a deciding factor, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. But I feel that you are whatever, whatever direction whatever field you're you're in it's a it's a healing field um i would say you're in the right place you've put yourself in the right place so now it's a matter of of uh allowing things to sort of flow for a while and not try to control them to go in directions that feel comfortable and 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 supportive of you you have an amazing spirit and it, it feel, I feel strongly that what you're trying to do is to, is to put a healing, amazing energetic into a field that is restrictive of it from the very get go. So, so it's going to be a matter of where can you go and how can you do what you feel is right and appropriate without tying yourself up in red tape. That makes sense? Yes, it does. Okay, so happily, you don't have to make that choice or decision for another year. Oh, so, good. so, but, 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 but that's where you, that's where you're flowing. I, I feel what I'm seeing here is you, you really are setting things up appropriately. You're, you're feeling very much more comfortable with the journey that you're on now than you did say six months to a year ago. So that, so that it is a matter here of just doing what is required of you and trying not to overdo because you are a compulsive overdoer. Mm, yes. Underlined, underlined, underlined. Um, it's all in red ink, huh? Yeah. yeah. I don't know where it comes from. Probably because you weren't potty trained appropriately or something like that, but, but you have this, this need to be more than perfect. And, and you don't have to be more than perfect. You just have to be yourself. Cause if you were perfect, to be honest with you, you wouldn't be here. If you were perfect, you already would have moved on. 
So because you haven't been, we have to assume that you are not perfect. So that there's stuff to work on and, and, you know, striving for doing well is great. Striving to be perfect is unrealistic. I guess there are people that can do that, but, but actually they're probably pr- pretty boring. I feel you're going to be successful. I feel that as you hit the summertime, there, there is magic afoot here and, and that as you come into September, there's abundance coming into you above and beyond what you anticipate. So, so do understand that that you have set everything up appropriately. There, there, there certainly are going to be um, surprises here for you, and and minor challenges, but they're not major. And you know, I, I, I'm basically feeling here too that that rather than worrying about all of the exter- exterior types of things that, that one can worry about, um, is take care of yourself. And get yourself healthy. And I know you know everything you're supposed to do. You're just not doing it. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just just wanting confirmation there. Being stubborn. Yep. Well, that's, you know, you're being human. And, and. That's, that's part of, of the whole process here. But, but it does feel as though that there, there is magic afoot here. And, and I certainly would encourage you to, to, to comfortably paddle along with the flow, even if it takes you in a direction you hadn't planned on. Uh, it, it means that you are going in a right direction and a direction that can only bring surprise and wonder into your life. You know, we're not, we're not always in control. Of, of what we, we know what we want, but the universe knows what we need. And it's the universe that's going to win out no matter what the heck happens here. Good point. Good point. <laughs> okay. Yep. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling. I greatly appreciate it. You're most welcome. I thank you. Okay. Good, Good night. And for, for those that have gotten readings, just remember, um, they will be up in archive on the front page of my website, given eh, maybe three or four hours after the show is all over. I do want to um, sort of accentuate some of the things that I said because it's 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 really quite true. When when we're when we're following our life path and following the passions in our life and using them to enhance all aspects of our reality. That's when there's a greater richness to, to what we are and who we are. And when it comes to trying to attract to us somebody who is spectacular and amazing and phenomenal, it's our obligation to make our, our, our own energy, the magnet, if you will, that is going to draw in these phenomenally wonderful people. Um, it, and our, it's our ob- obligation to make sure that the, that that power that we're sending out is is as magical as the kind of person we want to draw into our life. And it isn't enough to you know look good and smell good and and have uh, and be a, a, a gregarious person or even a charismatic person. What we have to do is to forget that we're 
hoping a person comes into our life and we're becoming as rich a person as we can possibly be within our reality for ourselves. And, and so, so many people say, you know, when I say, what are your passions to people? They say, oh, well, I don't know. And, and if you are just surviving within reality, you're not going to attract to yourself the kind of magic that you, you want, you want, you hope for, you dream of. In order to bring that magic into your life, you have to become magic yourself. And you become magic by, by, of course, liking yourself and then, and then following your passions. And, and passions are aspects of, of you that, that, that intrigue you, that, that draw you in, that open you up to, um, to, to the, to your reality to a greater extent. Um, it, they're hobbies that you expand upon. They're places that you go within yourself and, and activities that you have that allow you to, um, lose track of time. I have a friend who does genealogy. She sits down at her computer and she gets involved in genealogy and she's lost. She's lost for sometimes days at an end. Uh, I, I do gardening or I, I paint and sometimes I forget time and time just flows by. It's just amazing. Uh, lots of people do. I know, I know men who like to take things apart and put them back together again, like car engines and motors of all sorts and they get so involved with them that they just lose track of time that they, and what happens when you are doing something like that, when you're losing track of time, you are consciously relaxing the consciousness and you are letting go of those, the ego and the controls that the ego has over your consciousness. And by so doing, you are opening yourself up to the, the higher consciousness, to the spirit that's within us. And that pulls that, and it's, that's the energy that connects us to the infinite. And that's the energy that, that opens us up to inspiration and all sorts of insights and all sorts of wonder and all sorts of magic. Those people that have, have the, the, the gift to have know their, their, um, their passions and get involved in them will tell you that they can work 15, 20 hours on something, and if it's a passion of theirs, they aren't tired, and they even forget to eat sometimes too. So, so it's you can you can recognize a passion by by the joy that it brings you just by being able to get involved in it, and and it can it can be it can be almost anything. I mean, people have strange passions, but if it brings them joy, that's the important thing. But what happens is. When you have passions that you are able to, to get yourself involved in, what it does is it opens creative channels so spirit can flow into your reality and help to enhance everything within your reality. If you have passions and you can work on them and you can flow with them, you are a joyful spirit. And a joyful spirit will always radiate a stronger, more powerful energy and will draw another person who has that same energetic. Passions don't have to be the same. Lord knows they can be, you know, as different as night and day. But if you, you respect the other person's passions and, and you're comfortable with whatever they are, I mean, if they're really weird, then, then no. But, but it's, it's a matter of knowing that you are a rich person spiritually inside of yourself 
and and can easily happily spend your life you know going into your passions that 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 draws that that other person to you and then then when you have two people who who are so self-contained and joyful and you put those people together then you have magic and does it happen overnight no can you attract someone overnight by doing this no but but by taking the time to work on yourself to to create this kind of an energetic you feel what what happens is not only do you attract amazing people into your life but you send a signal to the universe and and the universe basically takes you know is is attracted to that energy as well and then the universe helps to open doors for you it doesn't it does, you're not gifted by good luck or good fortune or stuff like that but but you 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 will find that there are connections that you will meet people that will be able to open doors for you that will be able to enhance whatever your career is or whatever the dreams are that you're working towards it's it it's amazing how your reality opens up when you are celebrating, when you are joyful. And and I, I totally acknowledge that there are times in everybody's lifetime when when there is sadness or depression or unhappiness. And and in those time frames you 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 do have friends and there are people that give you solace and help you to dig out, but but depression is not something that becomes um overwhelming for you because the joy that you already have inside of yourself gives you many channels to go to to help to overcome whatever the depression or unhappiness is and the only thing i can think of that that you know would really be horrifying would be you know a mate or a parent or a child passing away and those are times that that people expect you to be depressed and don't disappoint be depressed but but you're able to come out of it because of the joy that you have generated inside of yourself as you've worked through a, a lot of the, the elements that happen within our life. We're meant to, I, I do believe we are meant to share our lives with other people. It doesn't necessarily mean that a soulmate, by the way, has to be um, the opposite sex. Quite often people are friends or family members or teachers or mentors. There are lots of ways that you can bring, you know, your soulmates into your life. They aren't all that way. And, and every now and then there is a, a romantic love attached to, to what, uh, to a soulmate. And in those cases, magic really does happen. But you'll find that, that magic of different kinds happens when, when it's friendship as well, because you you have people that you can um, you can brainstorm with. You have people that you can throw ideas at, and and they can throw them back at you. There's a lot of very exciting material here, but but feeling the need to go out and find someone is ridiculous because it means you're not working on yourself. And if you're not working on yourself, then you can't expect another person to to fill in the blanks, so to speak. It, it doesn't work that way. Never has, never will. Doesn't mean you can't have a very nice relationship because, of course, you can. But most people today are looking for the magic because there isn't a lot of magic in this world right at the moment. So 
finding it in a relationship is rather spectacular. But it, it does bring a, an, a unique and unusual balance into your life and a richness that, that is just beyond explanation. Um, every now and then when you see somebody that is doing everything right and it's all working for them, you just sit back and you, you, you marvel at it and you want to be close to them because, um, it, there is spillover. There is a, a sense of, of sharing. There is a sense of, of, of being able to sort of warm yourself in, in the radiant energy that they are exuding. And then I want to be like that. I want to find that within my own life. And passions are kind of cool. They are very, they're as different as everybody is in the world. Um, I know people that have very strange hobbies, but they're very happy with them. So, you know, it's sort of God bless and I don't want to do that, but it, it does work and it makes, it makes for a very interesting life. Uh, I've been doing this for a long, long time and you can really, you, you can identify people who are flowing in that kind of a, uh, an energetic pattern. And people who are still on the side of the banks of the river wondering, how do I get a boat? And, and I guess, I guess the boats have to be, uh, our energetic field. And, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm ready to put my foot in the water. I'm, I'm ready to sort of try to, to paddle my way down river or, or, or get into the flow so that I can attract a relationship to me. But, Quite often, uh, you know, our lives tend to sort of warp us in some direction. Sometimes we become codependent. Sometimes we uh, don't have a, a, a family that, that enables us to to be as balanced as we would like to be. Sometimes we have things that, that happen in our lives that, that we have to recognize, embrace, and then and then grow from i mean everything that happens to us is a is a lesson that we've asked for or or an obstacle that we requested before incarnation everything that you know i met somebody the other night that said i don't believe that there's a reason for everything and and of course there is we just sometimes don't know them sometimes we're not meant to but for the most part we can figure things out and when we're talking about relationships uh we can usually trace it back to times where there were difficulties and we just didn't get over or through or around whatever the cause was. And once we recognize the cause, then we can work on letting go of it and making sure that we make those subtle changes that will allow us to flow forward. Uh, and, and intellectually, it's very easy to grasp some of those, um, some of the causes. And, and in, in some cases, the, the, the cause has created a rut that is very hard to crawl out of, but once you recognize it, then you can focus on it and then you can, then you can work at changing your reaction patterns so that you start to react in different ways and move forward. And, you know, there are organizations out there that, that, that help some and sometimes, uh, friends can sit down and brainstorm with you and sometimes you can figure it out yourself. But all in all, once you get a flow of energy going, once you get uh, uh, to a place within yourself that, and I'm not talking about ego stuff here, like looking in the mirror and winking and say I'm really hot stuff. Um, those, those some do. Uh, it's, it's more of a, 
I feel rich today. Even though I may not have money, but I feel rich. There's so much good in my life. Lots of people's, lots of people work at doing a gratitude journal because that helps them to recognize the fact that they have a tremendous number of blessings within their life. They have a lot of things to be thankful and grateful for. And, and I'm talking people who are down and out, who are maybe even homeless. Even, even they can sit down and, and, and enumerate for the most part the blessings that they have within their lives. It doesn't have to be money and it doesn't have to be possessions. It's, it's an element of, of emotional and spiritual aspects that combine to make you a rich person. Money, money gets you in trouble for the most part. And credit cards get you in trouble. And, and you get to a point in a place where, where all you see are the physical manifestations of, and, and physical things that you think will make you happy. When the reality is the happiness comes from within. The happiness comes from where you are in spirit. And the happiness and the joy comes from a, a feeling of security within yourself. So that, so that, you know, once you get to that place, you don't need the toys. They're fun. I'm not saying don't have them. But, but it's a matter of, of finding that place within yourself where everything is a richness and everything is a new, um, a new radiance of a way to express yourself within your reality. And I think the biggest mistake so many people come to is they think money is the way you get there. And that's absolutely not true. The, the the least amount of money you have makes it possible to have the greatest amount of richness inside of you so that when money does come into your life, it doesn't warp you. You you use it with, with reason and with common sense. Um, I'm just thinking about how non-commonsensical I often am about money, but but the reality is you you learn to find that richness within you and the universe helps to bring it to you to a level that keeps you keeps you safe that that takes care of you highly spiritual people are very very rarely rich highly 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 spiritual people are are taken care of and and have good rich lives but they, they don't have yachts and airplanes and they, they don't, they don't holiday in exotic places. But they have a quality to their life that extends their life tremendously and, and enables them to share themselves far more abundantly than most other people. So when you start thinking you want to bring a new person into your life that you want to find your soulmate, um, please don't go looking outside of yourself. Look inside of yourself. Become the person that you want to bring into your life or welcome into your life or attract into your life. And work at that because the more you work at that, the stronger that radiant energy is that you send out and, and the faster something magical can happen to you. But I have to also add that the it's constantly working on yourself. It's not there. I'm done. Now I'll wait for the person to arrive in my life because that doesn't happen. We're never done working on ourselves. It's a it's a constant effort. And I guess as we get to a point in time where we cross over, um, then 
then it's a matter of, okay, this is as close to perfection as I'm going to get this lifetime. Um, we're coming to the top of the hour here. We are going to take a break. And at the end of that break, we will be back here to do more readings. Uh, the call-in number, for those of you listening in, is 716-406-7900. And for those of you who get readings, the archive will be on the front page of my website. That's barbaragelong.com. And uh, up to an hour or so after the show, the archive will be there and you can listen in. And um, sometimes it takes a, a, a listen or two to get everything that comes out of a reading. And sometimes it's nice to be able to return to the reading and listen again with a fresher ear or new insight or just new aspects of life seem to be popping in. I found that, that readings weather well over time and sometimes in retrospect, it's, it's a good thing to go back to a reading that you've had and, and look at it or listen to it again six months to a year later. And you'll find that uh, there's information there that you didn't hear at first. Very exciting. So those of you who are interested in readings, give a call in. We'll be able to take care of you. If it's, it doesn't have to be about love, but that just seems to be the focus I felt was important for us to go into tonight. After all, love does make the world go round in strange and wonderful ways. And Lord knows we need a lot of love these days with everything kind of uh, going in the directions that it's going in. We'll be taking a short three or four minute break and then we will be coming back. I, I got I got the, the nod that it was coming and I'm not really sure where it is. I know there's music that's going to start playing eventually and, and that'll be a good cue that we're there. But think about yourself. Think about love. Think about do you love yourself? Or do you, or are you just liking yourself a lot? Is there, is there a new direction you can take yourself? Is, is love important to you? Is, is love, um, an aspect of life that adds greater radiance or is it something you struggle with? All those things really, really important. It's important to have love in our lives, of course. We were meant to have love in our lives. It's just sometimes, uh, the lessons that we've chosen make it really hard to draw that in. And it's part of our obligation to this lifetime to open ourselves to the aspect of that kind of amazing, radiant magic that is available to all of us at, at some point in time. There's our signal.
Is your data safe? Do you have the necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation? Is survival and gardening, off-grid living, medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive. Over 3 gigs of survival documents and how-tos, plus the USDA offline food preservation website, and much, much more, including a surprise bonus we just can't tell you about here. With plenty of room left over to store your most important documents. Imagine if a megavirus or a computer failure took out your bank, or all the banks for that matter. Are your banking records safe in your hands so when they get things fixed and repaired, you can say, hey, look, this is what I had. You have it. I want it back. Is your personal data safe? Family records? Addresses? phone numbers we'll squeeze on over to freedomslips.com yes that's www.freedomslips.com click the banner on the homepage for the emp proof bullet drive to get the full scoop of everything that we offer so folks keep your data safe for your peace of mind revolution radio freedomslips.com you don't need to expect us we're already here gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. On the go? Still want to listen? Don't have one of those fancy phones with too many buttons. Don't know what an app is? Or you don't even care? Well, we got you here at Revolution Radio. Now you can dial in 24-7 to listen to our shows. We have a number for Studio A and Studio B. And best of all, it's free. Don't forget, carrier charges for your cell phone provider may apply, though. So check with your cell provider to make sure. So ready? Here you go. Get a pen. Here's the number. Studio A is 712 712- 432-6958 and Studio B is 716-748-0112. Thank you very much for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station in the world. King Arthur had nothing on us here at Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You 
opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. And this is Nightlight. I'm Barb DeLong. Thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. As was said, the number one listener-supported station in the world. So please help endorse our efforts and airtime by visiting the station's support page and making a donation. From station owner to all levels of management, the entire production crew, and every host, we all work without compensation of any kind. Except, of course, for the joy of being a part of a true, of a part of a very unique and special station that supports a true sense of freedom. Any donation, even a small one, is greatly appreciated and keeps freedom ever present out there for those who seek an independent thought and new paradigms and philosophies. So thank you for joining us. So let's talk relationships. And, and as well as if people are interested in calling in for a reading, number 716-406-7900. Relationships are, are, uh, an, are an aspect of life that are based on love. But not on the same kind of the romantic kind. They're based on love of humanity, love of, love of being with other people that have similar likes and dislikes. Relationships are, are important to all of us and, and whether it is in a classroom or, or in an office or anywhere, we all are seeking relationship and compassion, and compassion connections. It's, it's an important quality within our society. And we, we really, I think, personally, many people have forgotten that relationships, they don't start with love. They don't start with passion. I mean, some of them do, but they burn out. But the enduring relationships, and I'm talking friendships and I'm talking love relationships as well, they are all based fundamentally on friendship, the ones that survive, the ones that are strong, the ones that endure. They start with with friendship and trust and respect. And then comes the love part. And and if you use if you if you go in that order and you have all of those things before love steps in and takes you on a fling. I know there's a song there someplace. Um, you have a, a richer, stronger emotional tie and connection. And that means that, that, that your relationship, your connection to that other person has a chance of being more enduring, has a chance of last, of lasting. If, if you're, you're, Relationship is based purely on hormones and passion and intense love. Sooner or later, it will be challenged. And if you don't have the friendship, the respect, and the trust, it will fall apart. 
So I, I think that movies sometimes make it hard for, for young kids to understand the process of developing a relationship, the process of having a, a relationship that, that can endure through the years. Face it. I mean, in, in, in our youth, we have a vibrancy that is quite profound. But if a relationship hasn't been formed on friendship, if it hasn't got respect, if it hasn't got trust, it won't last. It won't sustain the, the winds of time. It won't sustain the challenges of evolution. It won't provide you with a safe, safe home in times of stress and, and, and difficulties. So if, if, I, I, I truly believe that children should be, should be taught how to evolve a relationship and, and, it, it comes from from trust and friendship. It comes from respecting someone. It comes from having integrity within yourself. When people come to me and they're, especially it's 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 young people who are saying, "Yeah, my re, my relationship isn't going that well, and I don't know what's wrong with it." And I I ask, you know, is there a friendship here? Have you spent enough time developing? Um, Communication, understanding each other's wants, needs, and, and things like that. I, I highly endorse actually distant relationships to start out with because then all you can do is talk. So, so that way you can work, um, you can work more strongly on understanding where another person's coming from. You can have those philosophical chats. You can figure out how you either blend or don't blend. And so by the time you actually get together, uh, th- there is a foundation there to work from. There is a, a sense of familiarity to work from as opposed to, you know, you, you have a date with one person. And I, I know many people that just say, well, it's not going to work out because um, one of the most important things I tell young people is that everybody should have a red flag list. What are your deal breakers? Write it down. Have it in your wallet. Carry it with you. Uh, so that way when the hormones decide to get involved in, in whatever relationship you've got, when, when you, you start thinking to yourself, well, nobody's perfect, um, or everybody has a flaw or two, I can, I can deal with this. Reality is you probably can't. And if it's a, if it's on your red flag list, if it's on your deal breaker list, Chances are it will, <clears throat> if you ignore that, chances are that it becomes a cancer and, and eventually will destroy the relationship. So be honest with yourself and the best time to make a red flag list actually is when you're not in a relationship because that way you, you really know what you don't want to have in, in your life and so that way, you know, you, you can, you can be very honest with yourself and then when people do come into your life, provided they have no red flags, and, and sometimes people may come into your life and, you know, you have to make an extra red flag list, but, but that's growing and that's, that's, uh, becoming honest with yourself and that's learning to trust yourself and, and your own integrity and your own feelings. Um, the, the element of trust is really important and that comes with time. And respect comes with time. And friendship can can help to evolve all of those different aspects if you give it a chance. Everybody today seems to be in such a hurry. I I kind of 
it puzzles me, but I guess when I was in my 20s, I was in a hurry too. Because then, of course, you have a long way to go and you have plenty of time to spare and you just want to get to being an adult. Uh, when I was in my teens, I was always rushing. couldn't wait till I was 16 and I could drive a car. And then I couldn't wait till I was 18 when I could drive a car at night. And then I couldn't wait till I was 21 and I was free and I was an adult and I knew it all. And then I couldn't wait till I was out of college so that I could get married and have children and a career. And... And you know, I'm not at the end of my life, I don't think, but I look back on all of the times in my life that I had rushed to reach a, um, to, to reach a plateau. And once I got to that plateau, there was another plateau to rush towards. And it feels to me as though all of us are in a rush to get another job or to move or to, we're all looking at, you know, where we're going instead of enjoying where we are. And it's really important to relish every moment. And, and for somebody in their teens and the twenties, that's a hard, that's a hard pill to swallow. Almost have to give them a pass. But when you hit thirties and more, it's, it's look around you. It doesn't have to be perfect. But look around you and, and, and take in those things that are magical and wonderful and are working for you in your life. It, it's so important to, to validate the magic that the universe sends us to, to absolutely relish a sunset or, or flowers or, I mean, I'm, I know I'm being very girly here. Um, hard for me to put myself in a male sense of the, the, the relish the moment thing, but for, 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 for a guy, I, I, I guess I would, I would say, you know, a, a proficiency in something that you're working on. Relish, relish the moment of developing something or proving something or achieving something. Relish the moment. Don't just, Keep looking at, well, well, you know, what, what can I accomplish next? Kind of savor the moments because that is a richness that at some point in time in your life is going to absolutely bring phenomenal memories. You don't want to look back on the end of your life whenever that is. And it gets longer and longer and longer as, as we get healthier and healthier and healthier. Some of us, um, you want to, you want to, savor those moments because they don't come back and if you don't savor them when you have them you've lost you've lost a moment of precious magic in your in your life in in in, in the time that you've been on this planet i i know that that you know i i see people pushing and rushing and trying to get to places in their life where they think things are going to be better and the reality is you probably are in a really good place right now. And, and, and if you owe money and if you have bills that you're having to pay and if things are not as great as they could be, there are aspects of your life that have a richness in them that, that if you recognize and validate, and that's, again, a, a, a grateful journal, a journal of gratefulness, is, is really a, an amazing thing to have because it will remind you in times of struggle, 
that there are really good things out there, that there are really special things that you've already achieved, that you have it working for you in your life that you sometimes forget about. And it's so important to to pull those aspects around you because they will buffer you from the difficult times when the difficult times do occur. And they do occur. There's There's absolutely, you know... I'm not saying that we should struggle or or just survive our life. We should we should live our life. We should celebrate it. No matter what is going on in your life, it sh- there should be a celebration of some sort going on. And laughter is probably one of the most important tools we have in in order to do that. If you can laugh in any situation, then you know that you can get through it. If you can find something funny or something joyful, no matter how difficult the time is, you will survive that time and, and you will be able to move forward with your life. It's, it's when people despair and they give up that, that they scar themselves so that, so that there's, there's something that they have to heal before they can get onto a greater sense of happiness. Um, and, and I'm not saying don't ever cry and don't ever be sad because those are aspects of life and, and yeah, you, you experience them. But, but in experiencing them, then you, then you move on. Then you move to new, new aspects of life. And, and I know this sounds sober, but, but laughter can do magic in people's lives that you just wouldn't believe. I, I at one time, was a minister in a spiritualist church and and when I got called for the <clears throat> to do the first sermon I literally um was so serious about it and forgot about how great laughter is as a teaching tool among other things that that it was so full of of deep wisdom and profound insight that that I put everyone to sleep, including the organist, and, I, and, and I, I just about put myself out too. And afterwards, I thought, first of all, I thought they're never going to ask me back. And second of all, I thought n- nobody heard anything that I said because they were, they were just kind of snoozing off because they couldn't relate to or, or um, feel anything from the words that I was saying. And I read over everything and you know, darn, it was good stuff, but but nobody heard it. And so the next time I went to do a service, I said, you know, I'm not going to give a sermon, but I'll, I'll share with you some of the stupidity in my life and some of the spiritual lessons that I've learned so that so that you don't have to make the same mistakes I did. You'll have to make your own. And, and as I was going through whatever, whatever idiocy I was, whatever, whatever universal law I was trying to put across to the people and how I had stumbled and fallen and not only done it once, but many times. And I found that every time I could get them laughing, they remembered the message and, and it was stored away inside of them and they, they would, hopefully at some point in time, remember the laughter, remember the message, and, and, and apply it to their lives in whatever way was appropriate or possible. Uh, it was it was an, an amazing aha moment for me, one that I don't think I'll ever forget. And I have to admit that the stuff that I did with that in mind were lessons that, that, that sort of reinforced them, 
even though I had lived them and, and at the, and, you know, lived them originally, but it re, it reminds me of, of aspects and qualities, techniques and, and directions that, that we can incorporate into our lives that, that makes our lives richer. One of the, um, one of the things I, I did during one of the services, I handed out little strings for everybody, red strings. And I told them to, um, make a knot and for every blessing they could, they could think of that they had in their life at that time. And, and we shared them and we, we did it for maybe 20 or 30 minutes and, and people had different things that they were grateful for, but we did it until everybody had 30 or 40 knots on their, on their string. And I told them to, you know, tie it as, as a whole and stick it and put it over their necks. And the next time they got depressed or upset or, or scared to, to start fingering those knots and remember the blessings that they had in their lives, the things that they were grateful for. And, Ten years later, um, I, I saw one person that had been at that particular service, and, and she came up and she said, I want to show you something. And from around her neck, she pulled the rattiest-looking string you ever saw with the knots on it. It wasn't even red anymore. Um, and, and she said, this has gotten me through so many times in my life when I was desperate, when I felt alone. And she said, I would reach up and I would feel the knots and remember that service that you did. And it helped to bring me through the tough times because, you know, some of the knots were bigger than others and, and some of them were almost not there anymore because people had passed away and stuff. But, and she could, she could name what each of those different knots were, which, which profoundly impressed me. So, it was a matter of let's and some of the things that people were grateful for in that congregation, you know, I I can't repeat, but they were really um, unique things to be thankful for. But but the, the I a gentleman had a number of them, and we had to finally stop stop him from sharing his things that he was grateful for because they were getting a little too personal. But but it was it, it's an amazing tool. We can create our own tools. We can, we can do things that will remind us of the good times. We can incorporate laughter into our lives, um, at, in places where, where there is great sadness. And by doing that, we lighten the, the depression. We lighten the darkness. We, we lighten the things that are, that we are fearful of. We, we can fight fear with laughter. And, and it, and it works. Um, you know, don't go cracking jokes at inappropriate times, certainly. But, but I have found that, that laughter, laughter can get you through things that you think you could never live through. And I have found in, in my lifetime that, that when I can find something to laugh about, when I can find humor in some aspect of a difficulty that is just so profound, it's unbelievable. That, that that's when I know it's going to be okay. That's when I know I'm going to survive whatever it is I'm going through because there is that piece of joy inside of me that, that, that has been there that I've worked on for years and years and years that, that will radiate out, that will help to pull me through a time where, where I can't really find it, but I know it's there and I know it's coming back. 
So I, I know a lot of people today are going through very, very difficult times. A lot of people today are struggling greatly. And you, you, you can't say to them, oh, laugh it off. But you can talk to them until they can find something that is humorous and you can start laughing about it. And when, when that happens, you know they are going to get through it. You just know they're not going to let depression get them down. You know that the laughter is there and, and will be there. And it's, it's, it's an amazing quality that all of us have. And I think one of the, the, the coolest things about life is that if you can laugh at yourself, you can get through anything. And if you can laugh at yourself and other, and let, and share it with other people and let them laugh with you, then you've got a tool that is absolutely the, the strongest, most powerful weapon that you could have, that you could use within any aspect of your life. Uh, you can't lose laughter. Once you've opened yourself to that joy that is within you, then, then you've got it made. But it's finding that joy. It's finding that love. It's finding that ability to care for yourself and then help other people. Lots of people today especially people who are in the healing, that's quote, unquote, healing modalities, lots of, lots of the, those people feel that, that they are heal, here to heal others. They are here to, to heal people. And they forget that the, the very first person that they're supposed to heal is themselves. And those healers who have who who are constantly working upon themselves are the strongest healers. They are the ones that are able to to share their energy with other people so that, that they can take it and use it for whatever is most appropriate for them. Big secret about healing and healing energy. You can send energy to someone and they can take it in, but they don't have to use it the way you're sending it. I know a lot of people will sit and say, well, I'm going to send healing for so-and-so's ankle and, and the ankle doesn't heal. It doesn't mean the person hasn't received the energy. It just means they probably needed the healing in another part of their body or, or their energy field or their consciousness. And so it was utilized there. But, but we don't have the power to control another person's health. Or, or another person's life path, or another person. But we do have the power to share our energy with them so that they can utilize it to get through whatever they need to get through. And uh, I, I know a lot of healers who say, well, I cured somebody from this and I cured somebody from that. And it doesn't work that way. It truly doesn't because... You, you might be able to impact a person's energy for a short period of time, but it will always go back to where it, it, it felt it should be. So that, so that, um, healers send energy. They, they help to infuse, uh, another person with, with energy so that the person can use that energy to, to apply to whatever is most appropriate within themselves. But, but it's, it, it's, almost never utilized in the aspect that the healer is intending to send it for. So, um, and, and I do believe in Reiki energy. I do believe in energy healers. I do believe in people that share their energy. They're absolutely out there and they absolutely work, but not in the manner or shape that, that, that there are people out there that profess that they, that, that they are able to, to do. Um, I, I really appreciate so much people that 
that are working in the healing field that that are putting themselves into that position where they're helping others to facilitate them them to heal themselves uh nurses uh on all levels you know are are there to help they have a kindness within them that is that is uniquely profound but but again they're there to comfort not not necessarily to actually heal they're there to help facilitate a person in whatever their 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 journey actually is uh people who are pulled to the healing profession most probably have had past lives in which they have they have done something very similar it's it's one of the past lives that has i think the strongest pull on people as they move forward through time and and healers aren't always in a healing profession there are lots of people who heal just by their mere presence they are there are people who are listeners who heal and and people are able to to spread their problems out in front of them and and then in in many ways solve their own problems so that so there the aspect of healing has many different levels many different applications and it's it's a quality that is that is important to all of us because all of us have areas within our lives that we are working on that we are healing that we are trying to um let go of whether it is an emotional difficulty whether it's a physical one um want to touch on physical difficulties for just a moment because uh it's it's something that uh i think isn't isn't looked upon with as much importance uh when you have a physical disability or when you when you hurt yourself of, uh, in any way shape or form in in many ways the universe is trying to give you a message and so often we 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 think that if we heal the physical whatever is there the the boo boo or whatever that that then everything is going to be fine but but it's been a subtle message that something is going on that you need to address uh i had a fall in november that um and and i don't fall often but i i tripped and i fell and it took me down to my knees and it was in a situation uh where i was in in a place that i didn't want to be in i i had been doing um events for this one organization and i had felt for a number of months that it was really not the place that i belonged it was really not the place that i wanted to be but i wasn't just you know i didn't trust my thoughts or act upon them i i merely complained and and muttered a lot and and i continued to go to the events and work the events and i tripped and i fell um to my knees actually on a concrete floor and and really um really hurt myself and when i got home i realized that the universe was saying to me you you have been talking about not wanting to do this you have said it wasn't a good thing to do you've you know and and i realized that because i hadn't acted upon what was appropriate for me the universe helped me out and i call it my 2 by 4 moment uh when we have those 2 by 4 moments it's important to take a look at why did this occur not it was an accident because i don't think there are accidents i do believe the universe gives us messages we just have to pay attention to you know what's coming in and and what the meaning of it is 
it's it's as simple as um, gosh, let me see accidents. If if you are um, driving somewhere and you and you make a wrong turn and you get lost, you have to question why were you going to wherever it was you were going, and and was there a reason perhaps that you took a detour? Did you go past something that was important for you to recognize? Is there? A, there's always a message in everything that happens within our lives. There's always the universe uses very at first very subtle little. Um, little signs to us that we should be paying attention and if we're not paying attention they get they get more and more and more intense until sooner or later the two by four comes out and then and then you know that you have really been ignoring something um people will come to me and say i just lost my job and it's horrible and i usually say congratulations you finally did it you finally are moving on to something else and 95 times out of a hundred We'll find uh, people that have been complaining about their jobs and they hadn't taken motion. They hadn't done anything to change things. So the universe just helped them out. We have Andrew here. Hi, Andrew. Hello. Hi. How are you? Sorry. I am. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't be sorry. I'm fine. What's up? Oh, I was just uh, wondering if you – we've talked. We've spoken before. I was just wondering if there's anything you could pick up or, or, or anything. I was very interested in what you're saying about, uh, you know, passion and 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 magic and and the way you were talking about, you know, developing a lover relationship. It's it's been very interesting. Ah, thank you. Well, um, I well I can I can. Do you mean for you personally or in general? Oh. I'm being a bit selfish, maybe personally, <laughs> but, but I find by listening to other people's readings that often uh, there's aspects of their readings that, you know, uh, you know, think, oh, yeah, that, that, that could apply to me also. Well, I, yes, absolutely. I have always found that, uh, especially when I, I do readings that are, you know, open like these are, that, that usually the people that are listening, all of them can apply things to a certain degree to their, to, to their own reality, to their own development. Uh, it, it does feel, you are in a relationship, are you not? Uh, no, no, not, not currently, no. No, Have I look been? after my mother full time now. Okay, that's a relationship. Um, I guess, the, I, I, yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> No, no, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's an amazing relationship. I I wanted I want to address that, and then I'm going to touch on the element of relationship otherwise here. But you you have a, a a closeness to her, and and it feels like a past life linkage, so that so that in past lifetimes you and she have have sort of you know had. Um, different roles in each other's lives, but it feels to me as though there certainly was a past life in which um, she took care of you in as you were older. She cared for you and and she she helped you to have a, a, a gentle passage into the next realm, that, that there was a kindness there and a sense of sacrifice. And but it wasn't sacrifice, it was it was an honor. And I feel that, that you have that same feeling t 
towards her now. And I'm not saying it's easy and I'm not saying that there, there aren't times that, you know, um, you get, you get, there's anxiety here, but it does feel as though what you're doing is in many ways you're repaying a kindness that was given to you in a lifetime past. And so you're, you're fulfilling a promise so, so, uh, on made on a soul level in caring for her as you're, as you're doing this life. And, and I, I don't know if she's as grateful as she, I don't know that she verbalizes how grateful she is for, for the care you're giving her. But I can tell you there's great appreciation and love inside of her. Yeah, so I, I feel a very strong connection to, to, uh, all of my family. My father passed, uh, uh one year ago and I looked after him too. And, uh, and I, with my brothers, I just feel like I've known all of them for a, mm-hmm. for a very long time. Well, yeah, I, I certainly can't deny that. I, the last, um, I took care of my mother for the last 30 years of her life and the last five I was with her 24-7 and, and even my sister said, you're sacrificing your life and I said, nope, this is an honor and I am going to, you know, absolutely treasure every moment of it and, and I still feel that way. So, and, and I feel that that's exactly what you've got going on here but at the same time, I don't know if you're aware of it or not but at the same time, there is a birthing um, aspect going on in your life here, and it's really quite fascinating. It's it's you know it's almost like you know the elephants are pregnant for something like three years, and I think this has taken longer than three years. So so what's going on inside of you is a a fulfillment of a past life promise, and and it's it is waiting for the acceptance of the um, enlightenment that comes with the fulfillment of this promise. It's almost as though what you're doing here is, is enabling yourself to open to a greater sense of purpose, love, trust, faith within yourself so that, so that at the end of her journey, you will find a relationship that will be spectacular only because you fulfilled a promise made long uh, long ago in another lifetime to this person so that so that what you're doing is you are on a spiritual pathway you are learning from your own higher consciousness greater wisdom of the spiritual pathway that you are upon and it feels like there's great enlightenment that is and and tenderness that is a part of this whole process. So what you're doing is you are creating a whole new facet to the spirit that is within you so that you can radiate a greater sense of love, joy, compassion, light and laughter to everyone around you. And I don't feel in any way, shape or form that there is sacrifice here. I feel that there is great reward here. And it's not, it's not one of those, those moments of you're going to be rewarded when you get to the other side type thing. You know, you'll get your reward in heaven. That's, that's, that's not what you're working on here. It feels as though you're learning so much about yourself that when it comes time for you to be in a relationship, you will bring so much more to the table. You will attract to yourself 
a higher vibrational energy of person who has done the same kind of work inside. They, they won't probably have taken care of a parent or anything like that, but they will be to a point in time spiritually that, that will be a balance to what you've done so that the richness that you will have in that relationship will will enhance just every aspect of your being. It will be beyond magical, just beyond magical. Yeah, I think you're very right in in the the fact that it's like I want to to learn to love people more and to to be that joy and be loving and 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 trusting and and that's very important to me. You know, well, what you changes, you know, but, like. Uh, but you're doing what most people don't do, and you're walking your talk. And you've been and you've been given the opportunity to really, really work on it um, this lifetime, and it's a it's it's a great philosophy. Not everybody is given the opportunity to truly experience the philosophy within their life, and I feel strongly that that in past lives you have definitely done this kind of. Um, it's almost the work of a martyr. And if you, if you research martyrs, um, as a whole, they, they did what they did with a joy, with joy in their heart. No one, no one was ever martyred because, you know, damn, I got trapped into this and I didn't know what else to do. So I did it. Um, people who are martyred, um, do it because it gives them joy and, they don't care the cost because they have a joy within them. I don't feel you're martyring yourself exactly, but I do feel that, that you understand the joy that, that this kind of service brings to you when it's done uh, with unconditional love. And I do feel that you, you have the capacity, you know, you have the unconditional love within you. Now, um, once your mom has made her transition, and I have no idea when that's going to be because I don't believe in death, so I never see it. Um, but it does feel to me as though you have, you, you've had the opportunity to experience this unconditionality of love within yourself. And that means that you'll have unconditionality to share with a person at some other point in time. So it's, there's a great richness here that is really quite profound. Now you're doing a lot of reading, are you not? Uh, I've got a lot of books, but I, I'm buying a lot of books, but I haven't had, haven't actually got around to reading many just at the moment. I'm, I'm um, going for a spell. Well, what what I'm seeing here is that the books that you're buying are really, for the most part, um, a chance to remind yourself of what you know already. Yes, I've got that feeling. And my books on reincarnation and all my books are, uh, uh, are sort of like reincarnation and evidence for life after death and near-death experiences and, you know, that all that sort of thing, remote viewing and all those sort of things. Well, I would suggest that a little good garbage thrown in there for good measure would be a good idea. Um, <laughs> don't don't be, Try not to become so obsessed that you don't have a balance here. Uh, I... I you know, it's it's really quite profound. But but you do feel spirit already, do you not? I'm sure you feel your father's presence around you. Well, not as much as I'd like, but I I I, I really I, I I think about angels and I think 
about spirit or, or God or, or, you know, for want of a better word, you know, almost all the time, it's it's like always on my mind. Not not in a bad way or anything, but, but it's always like, oh, God, you know, please protect me here or, you know. Yeah. I like, that's what I, when, to me, that's what magic is, like seeing the magic in, 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 in like uh, going into the in into the in nature, and that to me is is trying to feel spirit, you know, uh, in mm-hmm. nature. Or, or that to me is magic. Oh, absolutely. And but but you know, there are always spirits around us. Then and they 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 have very subtle ways of touching into our realities. But they leave pennies. They leave feathers. They. Sometimes you smell their fragrance. Sometimes they'll, um, I have spirits in my house here that always shove everything that hangs on the wall crooked. Um, and, and, you know, there are lots of ways of them trying to touch into our reality and let us know they're okay. Uh, I, I would, I would say your dad has definitely been around. Well, if anything, I'm, I'm uh, I was even closer to my dad. I mean, and I looked after him with with Alzheimer's uh, until he was uh, 91. And wow. uh, I'm very, very close to my dad. And he really depended. He was a super, uh, what is it? He was a World War II veteran. He was in a in a secret sort of commando unit. And he was a very independent guy. And then he, he retired as a dentist uh, when he was 80. And then he got diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And then the last few years, he went from being a super independent guy and being the head of the family to being dependent on me for everything. Uh-huh. And that was a real switch. I'm, I'm the youngest of, of four brothers. Wow. And I was always dependent on everyone else. And here's suddenly my dad is dependent on me. And so I had to learn to, to look after him. And, and, I, and I learned a lot looking after my dad. It was To me, I think it was the biggest because I've never had children of my own. I think it's the biggest blessing in disguise for me to be able to look after my dad. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and you know, it does, it, it, it is amazing how the universe sends us these, um, these blessings, these, these, uh, amazing experiences that, that many would, would argue were, oh, poor you. And it's not. It's, it's, it's an amazing joy to be able to give back to someone who gave to us. And, <laughs> I think Dad gave it to me as a gift. I think he gave me his Alzheimer's in one way as a sort of gift for me, of something I desperately needed to learn or experience. Do you well, think let, so, me, uh, let me tell you what it did was create a a an aspect of your character that that is going to enrich you over and over and over again as time goes by and. You know, you got a lot of life left, so so you've got um, opportunities here to to take lessons learned and experiences and apply them to your own life, and not not as not as a caregiver so much. But and I don't feel that that you know there's going to be that much more caregiving for you after your mom. Yeah, because um, funny you should say that because everyone keeps telling me, "Oh, you're so good at this, you know, looking after older people, uh, you know, because you have to do everything, you know, involves cleaning up their mess and everything." Sure. But really, I find it a, a little bit depressing, uh, as in 
you know, when you're seeing people you love sort of uh, slowly fading away, it, it can get you down, you know, it, and and I don't want to do that as an occupation, as in, uh, oh, you know. No, Lord, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I think but, it'll get me down too much. But but you know, stop and think about it. When you were a baby, they cared for you and did everything for you. Yes. Yeah. And and so it's just turnabout. It's just payback on on yeah. some levels. But but no, I I think this has been a, an amazing experience for you, and and I do feel strongly that that once once your job here is done, uh, you will move on to to um to to other in other directions that that definitely will have nothing to do with caring for someone who is at the end of their life, but will be more more involved with um celebrating and and helping yes. other people find passions and passions are it, it feels like you you have some passions that you're you're working on developing but you haven't quite got quite got there yet yeah. i'm 49 years old and it's like uh in people's and 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 i was like uh i don't know what to do with my life I, i've never known what occupation i should do and i thought oh my god i'm a slow learner i'm 49 years old <laughs> and but i've never you know, know well, what to do with my life. <laughs> well, first of all, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, so that's that's a start. And secondly, it it feels to me as though you are being drawn into a spiritual um, flow of energy, for want of a better word. But at some point in time, while I know you're preoccupied now with you know near death experiences and things like that. I, I feel strongly that you're going to be aiming more into the holistic approach to life and the holistic approach to living your life and experiencing things, to better ways of eating, to you know what's good for you and what's not good for you. It feels as though at some point in time there's going to be a consolatory aspect of your character that starts to evolve so that you'll be able to help people help themselves within their own lives. Yeah, I think that's very true because I'm finding my body has become more sensitive that it, I can't eat the things that I used to be able to eat. I can't, you know, I, I, I gave up smoking about six months ago and I just know my body can't smoke anymore and, and mm-hmm. I can't drink like I used to, you know, and, and I don't want to. And, and, and that my body's become, in some ways, it seems healthier. In other ways, it seems a, a lot more sensitive, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. And uh, it would seem to me that that um, there is also a sensitivity to the environment so that you're going to find that pollens and things like that will probably bother you. But but I would I would stay. I mean, along with the books that you've got on, on that one area, start looking into the uh, the holistic aspects of, of life. And you're going to find that that there that you will be at a place in time at some point after your mom is done here that that you will have gathered so much information that you'll be able to share it with other people and that's going to be exciting for you because you're going to be helping people to better their own lives and in turn bettering yours so that's that's cool stuff here and that kind of energy and and, and you don't have to do that as a career uh, I, I feel strongly that that you're you're paying a, a karmic debt here to a certain degree and keeping a promise made to another spirit, also. But but once once everybody has transitioned, that 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 then you are turned loose to celebrate 
your life, and you're not even halfway over with it yet. So, <laughs> well, that's good to know. I, 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 I hope to stick around for a while longer. <laughs> you're going to stick around for more than a while. Trust me, um, Andrew. I do have another call, so. Okay. Um, Thank you very much. I'll, I'll drop off and uh, hello from Australia and, and thank you very much, Barbara. I think you, you did a great job and thank you for your time. You're so welcome. Thank you for calling. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, 707, you're up. How can I help? Hey, Barbara, this is Nicole. Hi, Nicole. How can I help? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I guess I would just like a little bit of insight about the future. I feel like it's pretty wide open. I would say it is pretty wide open. It feels as though you've worked very, very hard, that um, things things are a bit crazy right now. But uh, I, I, are you, 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 your energy feels very fragmented. Do you feel fragmented? Uh, at times, yes. I have a lot of um, different things in my life that I... I'm always trying to um, give a piece of myself to. Okay. Well, fragmentation is good for you. It means that um, it, it means that you you are you are addressing a lot of different aspects that keeps your mind going, and and you actually need to be slightly fragmented. Although I think you've overdone it here. Uh, I would say that for the next couple of months, there's a lot of celebration here. Uh, laughter, joy, and celebration, and, and it feels as though you're creating new foundations to work from. It feels like there is a, a, a matter, you're, you're focusing on on creating new endeavors that enable you to have greater stability within your life. And, and with that said, with stability, I keep seeing you needing to wear flatter shoes. Do you wear heels? No, I don't. Okay. I don't know why the flat shoes comes in here, but I see flat, not, not, not flat, flat, but, you know, shoes that are lower or flatter, uh, for some, that's really important, by the way. Um, so if suddenly you're going to wear a pair of high heels, I would really suggest against it. Um, as you come into the, um, the, the springtime, you know, Mayish, it feels like it's time you need to take care of yourself. You need to look into, um, treating yourself a little better. I want to, I want to, I definitely feel like nutritionally speaking, you need to look at your diet a little bit because there feels like there's food allergies there of some sort that you might want to address. Um, I, I do feel there are foods that don't agree with you, but you eat them anyhow. I, I would, I agree with you on that. I have some arthritis issues or joint pain that's been bothering me for a while and I wondered if it was diet. I, it's diet and, and, um, I will, I will give you the, um, old Vermont recipe. Two tablespoon, and I'm not a doctor, but two tablespoonful, two tablespoons full of apple cider vinegar every morning in warm water. You can put honey to taste, um, diminishes swelling tremendously. Okay, thank you. Um, so anyhow, uh, it does feel as though as you, as you move into the summertime, it feels here that, that you're really looking to put uh, a conclusion to things. It feels as though, again, you're, you're looking at shifting your focus so you can do things that are more of a creative nature for yourself that, that, that bring you into a greater sense of purpose and satisfaction within your life. 
so that you're you're coming to a, a time where where life is changing for you for sure. But it's all it's all good change, and I know you don't like change, but um, <laughs> I I got that. But but change is always good because it means you have outgrown something. You cannot look at change the way you look at clothes. If you've outgrown clothes, that's not a good thing sometimes. But but life itself it does not have an elastic waistline. So so when you've outgrown an aspect of life, it's okay to move on. It's in, and if you don't move on, if you don't change when you feel like you need to change, the universe will help you. And that, that is usually not a comfortable thing to do. So I highly endorse when you, when you feel that there's a need to, to change something that you change it voluntarily instead of waiting for the universe to do it for you, that can be scary. And I speak from experience there. Um, I, I see new people coming into your life as well. So if if life has been sort of empty-ish, it's going to be it, you're going to be adding find finding new people are attracted to you and expanding um, expanding your um, circle of friends, so to speak, because it feels it's been down a little bit. Hmm. So there are it's new. Enough. Yeah, uh, everything's picking up for you. It's going to be quite exciting. Um, I kind of, I, I kind of want to say that, that relationships and friendships are going to be deepening and you're going to find a new layer of, of trust and insight in some of your relationships. Mm-hmm. Im- important for you. Um, and a thank you for calling. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye bye now. Bye bye.